Welcome back to Human to Human. I'm going to give you a huge warning before this episode. We talk about puberty. We talk about periods. We talk about porn. We talk about things that could make you look back on that dark, hopefully not dark, but it was dark for a lot of us that time in our lives that a lot of us don't want to think about, which is puberty. Honestly, listening back to this episode made me realize that like in that time, a lot of the weird quirky things I would go through, like my tampon issues that you'll hear about, I thought I would never get through them and thinking like, you know, being 19 now listening back, I'm like, oh my God, how times change. Thank fucking God. So freaking glad how much times change. And I also want to give a serious trigger warning. We do talk about eating disorders for a very quick minute at about the 25 minute mark. Um, so feel free to skip past or uh, kind of jump through that if it makes you uncomfortable or triggering in any way. Um, there's a lot of fun and like really cool and very eye-opening things to take away from this episode though. I think none of us really spend time reflecting on puberty and I think it's important not important, but there can be a lot taken away from it. And I'm really glad I had Heather to walk through puberty with me because man, that time was uncomfortable. So enjoy this episode. And I just want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Pick My Brain. Pick My Brain is a wonderful platform where you can connect with people from all over the world. And seriously, these people will normalize some weird shit that you go through in your life because everyone on the platform is so open to talking about themselves and all of their knowledge. And everybody who is there um, has a profile that kind of says a bunch of different things about them and uh, you can book them for a free or paid call and a bunch of different unique services that they offer. I am on there as well. I mentioned multiple times in the call how you could follow up with me. Um, so feel free to follow up if you want to chat with me any more about anything. I will link my profile in the show notes and uh, just browse all these incredibly smart human beings who are on this platform there is so much that can be taken away from everyone and i am so excited to start gathering even more knowledge from them i've booked quite a few people in the past and i'm excited to book many more so check it out pickmybrain.world and thank you for sponsoring this video without further ado buckle your seats to listen to some cringy but eye-opening and important conversations here we go. Thank you, Heather, for having this conversation with me. And thank you for getting through puberty with me. Couldn't have done it without you, girl. We definitely talk a whole lot. So, And this is a topic that, like, we could go on for for a long time. Yeah. Because we also lived puberty together. We lived a oh, lot yes. of puberty together. I went through all of your puberty. Oh, I met you, you when you were 10. You were 10 years old when I met you. So I literally went through the whole thing. Oh my god. Like you knew me pre-period, during period, finally got my shit together with my period. Wow. Okay, so we're just gonna dive in. So welcome you on to Human to Human. This is Heather. As she said, you knew me throughout my entire puberty experience and we did record another episode we were going to do together we were all over the place because we talked so much we brought notes this time we're ready yes so, so ready. we're gonna dive into to puberty and the terrible experience of <laughs> the ups and downs of what it's like to go through puberty yeah the <laughs> awkward moments the tmi moments the the, the Jessica bad tampon moments. <laughs> Those are the best moments. The best moments. Like I was like, oh, you're such a perfect person to talk to about this because yeah. of many reasons. Which There's we will so get into. many reasons. <laughs> okay. Where do we want to begin? All right. Um, let's start like very beginning. Like okay. let's start from so I wrote down like when did you start hearing about like puberty? Oh. And like, how old were you? Were you scared of it? Like that kind of thing. Like, okay. before puberty even happened, when did you hear about it? I think the thing I was most excited for was getting boobs. I was like, I, and you fucking knew this too. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be so real because you know, you just like will second everything I say. Yep. Yeah, so I think the most excited I was for puberty was getting boobs, and I thought, like, having your period was cool. Yeah, seriously, it made you feel like you were older. Yes, okay, also, yeah, granted, I feel like it's good to preface that, like, I grew up with people older than me. Heather's two years older than I am, Yeah. so, like, you were my brother's age, but, like, you knew me, yeah, when I guess I was 10, and yeah. you were 12, and yeah, then- Yeah, I was we... just starting mine. Crazy. Yeah. So all like, yeah, I knew you had your period and I think girls and 
my I wasn't even in middle school yet. Are you in middle school in grade ten? No, I was. I met you this summer going into grade six. Yeah, because you had just you were graduating. I remember. Yeah. I remember you're grade five time. grad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. When did you hear about puberty? Like, what were your preconceived notions about it? Um. So. I also have like two much older siblings. So Mm -hmm. puberty wasn't something that I was like, I didn't know about because I saw my sister go through it. Right. And sort of my brother, but like, that's a little different from us. Yeah. Um, So hearing about it was always like, oh, you get your period when you're about this age. And I was like, okay, cool. But my big thing was boobs again. I was (laughs) like, yo. Like my mom and my sister, they like got them and I want them. I think they're so cool and like whatever. Yeah. And then And I distinctly remember also being like, Mom, like, can I get a bra? And I like did not have boobs. Like, yep. but I was like, I want a bra, I want a trainer bra. It was so exciting. Yep. I remember going trainer bra shopping with my mom and it was just like a sports bra. Like yeah. a Calvin Klein type sports bra. There was yeah. no padding in it. Yeah. There was no like anything. It was just a bit of coverage. Yeah. That also just made me think about how I got my first thong with you. And I remember texting my mom on my Nokia phone yeah. being like, oh. Can I get a phone? I know, right? I remember that phone. That battery life was great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember we were in, I think it was Lucenza. Lucenza, yeah. And you and went to the changing room and I had to stand outside of it and you're like. I'm like, what is this? What do I do? Dude, literally how many fucking years later, I just started wearing thongs now. Like I had a phase yeah. in middle school and then I did not wear thongs from like grade eight to like first year university honestly though like (laughs) you don't need them no I love them now I got used to them but I hated them for years I remember because you used to do the like underwear without lines on them yes I did the lightly lined yeah yeah Yeah. like half coverage yeah yeah I remember that so I was like what's the point in even wearing thongs but because you know what I remember? I okay. remember. So Heather and I did musical theater and I t- musical theater together. And we would like go a couple times a week and we'd always be on like the stage and doing acting stuff and improv and just fun shit. And we- booty shorts were so in then the fucking TNA leggings, not biker shorts, booty shorts. Like yes. these shorts were small. I'm these- wearing them right now. Oh. I did you not I only wear mine. Oh, speaking of periods, I only wear mine now when I'm on my period going to bed at night. Oh my god, are you on your period? <laughs> oh my god, what a perfect time to have this conversation. I know. I just figured out the name of this episode. It's gonna be periods and puberty. Perfect. Love it. Um, and I remember wearing those booty shorts though and being on stage and being like, my thong is at my butt. I need to pull it out. I need to pull it out. I need to pull it out. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. There was just so many things that like back then cuz I remember we went to the mall and we were getting two things. We were getting the booby shirts. Yeah. And the shorts. Yeah. We were, but was it your mom that didn't allow the shirt and my yeah. mom that didn't allow the shirt? <gasps> yes. Okay, so our moms yeah, we're strict about different things. Okay, so yeah. also the boob tops. If ladies, if you're listening, like they will know what this is. Like, so yeah, it was from TNA and they had different colors. We had like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a turquoise. Turquoise-y like Like blue, greeny. Yeah. And so it was the tank top and they just had outlines of the tits. Yeah. And so they made your, they made you, I guess, look like you had boobs. I don't know. And a girl that was older than us who we did musical theater with always wore them. And we were like, okay, we want one. And my mom was like, what? You're never fucking wearing that. And I guess your mom was like, you're never wearing those shorts. Yeah. Well, my mom didn't care as much for the like shirt. She like didn't like it. Yeah. She didn't like, she was like, whatever you don't. I didn't have tits at all. Like I had nothing to show really. Let's be real here. Like out in the open growing up, puberty didn't do me well in the tit area. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> so I don't think my mom cared as much for the tank top. It was the shorts because I was okay in the downstairs. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, and they ride up so much that you yeah. need the under cheek, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No one needs to see that. <laughs> no. So I'm, I know our moms are going to listen to this too. Oh, so funny. Julie, Rochelle, 
spoiler alert, we went behind your backs. We bought <laughs> booty shorts and boob tops. And I kid you fucking not, every Tuesday when I'd go to Heather's house, like we're exposing ourselves. It's okay. We're old enough. Also, fair, fair thinking about it now for them to be like, don't fucking wear that. You're 12. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Like so we fair. should not have been wearing this. No. But we would literally put on our booty shorts, put sweatpants over top of them, be wearing the booby tank top, and then put a sweater over and be like, hee hee, we're ready for class. And then get there and fucking take it off. I mean, who didn't do that when they were young, though? <laughs> I remember doing that. We'd come to my room purposely. Yeah. So that we could put all these things on. Oh, I feel like we always def- match. Oh, always. Like, always. we had always. Like, we didn't just have the boob tops. We had the same color boob tops. We and- had the same color boob tops and the same colored shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I have a distinct image in my head and I have no idea if we're going to be able to find it after this but a photo a mirror selfie in your mirror of us wearing matching outfits and you were so much taller than me and I swear now we're the same height yep I didn't grow yeah I did not grow like you just stopped because you knew me so much through puberty that I was so short and then I hit my 5'2 height and then I never exceeded it but you saw that growth yeah so I hit like 5'4 ish Uh uh-huh maybe a little bit taller at like a young age like I hit it and then I was like the tallest in class you remember at start when I first started and I was the tallest oh out God, of our whole class even yeah. Emily Mercy who's older than me like yeah. months, but whatever was way shorter than me so yeah. I was like this giant giant <laughs> out of all these young kids <laughs> and then you know I just that was it I haven't grown since Oh my God. But I have that picture. So I'll send it to you. Oh my God. Am I going to be daring enough? It's going to go on Instagram. Oh, please do it. Oh my God. That's I'll hilarious. post it too, but I want to see if I can find it. Keep talking and I'll yeah, respond when, as I'm looking. Okay. Yeah. When the episode comes out, that'll be shared. The first thing we have to talk about tampons. Okay. Tampons. Because this is what made me think of this episode to do with you because I was yes. watching like a video on like puberty and stuff, like a YouTube Ellen video or something. And I went, oh my god I've never shared my tampon struggles on the internet and you were so a part of them like oh I was like like so there okay (laughs) I don't even know where to begin and you have a story too and I about the about tampons I do yeah okay so I'll give mine and then you give yours go for it okay so I was terrified of my own vagina basically I, like, didn't know what my hole was. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know, like, what was up with her. She scared me. I didn't understand that things went in there. I was so scared of things going in there. I didn't understand how tampons worked in general. Yeah. But I got my period in grade seven, and I think I, like, wanted to use tampons. Tampons were, like, the cool thing in my brain. (laughs) I don't know how to segue this. (laughs) Just dive in. I have had... I think at least four people try and put a tampon in for me. Yeah. One being Heather. Yep. In my you were one of the first. It was you, another good friend of mine. Um, I distinctly remember this scenario of you trying to do it for me as well. Um, my mom and my mom's cousin, who's like basically my aunt. Um, yeah. And this is <laughs> this is the thing though. If your vagina <laughs> is squeezed tut, 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 tight, if it's squeezed so tight nothing's going in there and mine was a no enter zone (laughs) it was like nothing is going in there I would I'd be like okay go try now oh my god I will never forget that ever I will never forget when I saw you like it was when oh my god I didn't so I didn't use a tampon until I was in maybe grade 10 or grade 11 yeah uh, so I had I used pads from grade seven to either grade ten or grade eleven because I remember I saw you. No, I hadn't I hadn't done it yet. No, oh my god, Kate. When you graduated grade twelve, yep. Your mom had a bunch of people over to your house, and I yep. came, and I went. Oh my god, Heather, I lost my virginity, and I like told you this, and you were like, "Holy shit, shut up!" And yes. then I was like, "But I still." This was crazy. I was like, "But I still haven't used a tampon," and you were like, "Oh my god, shut up! Are you kidding?" <laughs> yeah. So I like literally had sex before I had a tampon in because I was yeah. so scared of my own vagina. Um, and then I remember saying to you though, I was like, no, but listen, 
I had this dream that I was like super chill and super relaxed and I put a tampon in no problem and I was like on my next period I'm gonna try and and weirdly I saw you after that dream but before I did it and the next time I got my period I literally put a tampon in and I fucking called my mom and went she was at work and I went oh my god mom guess what I put a tampon in she was like oh my god and we talk about it as like she she was like I'm so proud (laughs) I love that though like that's so like that's an exciting point right because being so scared of it for so long and then finally just doing it like it's it's actually a common thing I researched it actually oh God, for really? this podcast because I was like I was curious I was because I never went through that yeah um and it's an actual thing where girls when they're going into puberty and they get their period having a foreign object not a penis <laughs> <laughs> they can get a phobia from it wow <gasps> because it's a completely new thing and they haven't explored it yet and it's brand new, but they see it everywhere. So they think it's normal and then they get a phobia of it. So to get over the phobia. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh my God. I love that you researched that beforehand. Yeah. Oh my God. That was absolutely me. Yeah. It's a, so, it's a slight phobia of it. Yeah. I think I definitely had a slight phobia and I had to get comfortable with other things that I more wanted there than well, yes. <laughs> right but no so yeah I think I was like in middle school for sure and I was in your bedroom and you tried to put a tampon in for me yeah and I I remember the whole talk through it I just kept telling you to relax because you were so like I you were on the verge of tears and I just didn't know how to relax you because I oh, knew yeah. that you needed to be relaxed to yeah oh there. my god it's not I, I still to this day if I'm to get real TMI, I mean, if you listen to this episode, you you asked for this. Yeah. I will put it in and then breathe out and then finish hurting oh. it. Like, because I'm like, because because sometimes if I'm clenched, it'll not go in enough or it'll be really yeah. uncomfortable. So I've learned. I put it in. <sighs> I relax and then I'll be good and then I'm fine. And now I fucking wow. love tampons. Sometimes I still still hate them. I've still had bad experiences even after oh, I yeah. first started using them. I had one moment. You know when you you know when it's you haven't had it in long enough or it's it's not a it's not a heavy day yeah. and you gotta oh. take it out oh I literally had to do that and I and it was like the morning before school and I almost passed out and I was like mom I need yeah. you so the tampon struggles don't end at first insertion no so I'm gonna that like leads me perfectly into my story um so <laughs> there was one time I think I had gone to the studio or whatever, and I was on my period. I had put a tampon in. It was all good and fine. But I went home, and for some reason, in my head, I thought I hadn't put one in. I need to put in one in, whatever. I don't know how this happened. I don't get it. I still, to this day, don't understand how this happens. But I put one in, not knowing that there was already one in, <laughs> And I was like going on with my day and whatever. And then it got to night. And usually at night I wear a pad instead. So I take a tampon out and put a pad on. Oh my God. So you can't. Sorry. Keep going. Um, So actually talking about the, you know, not so heavy days. (gasps) Not so heavy day. And I was sitting there and I'm trying to pull this one out. And I couldn't, and it hurt so bad. It felt like, so I know this is really gross. I don't even know. I I still get queasy. (laughs) So tell me if it's too much. Like I can stop if it's too much. Um, Because if anyone was to pass out, it would be me and no listener. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) So it was whatever, but like, it just felt like there was almost like a ball in my vaginal cavity and it just didn't feel right and I was like this is a lot bigger than what a normal tampon feels like it should not be this hard to get out so I started crying because I'm like what do I do so I called my mom and she came in she looked and she was like there's two strings (gasps) and that's when my heart just it it felt like the end of the world I was like at this moment I'm going to die (laughs) Because another thing that really scared me was the shock syndrome that you yeah. can get 
tampons. Yeah, me too. So that really terrified me knowing that there's two in there. If I can't get both out, I might have to go to the hospital and get it surgically removed. So (sighs) all these things were going through my head all at once. And I was scared. And my mom was like, okay, I just need you to relax because the more you tense up, the harder it is to come out. Mm -hmm. I relaxed and she yanked that shit out. (gasps) Just, she just told me to breathe and she, because there was no other way. It yeah, was coming out slow. So it was just all coming out at once. And that was it. Thank you, mom. If you're listening for, you know, helping me out there. You're a but, homie. Yeah, you're a real one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was terrifying. It was like, how do you like, get two up there not knowing? Oh, my God, I can't imagine. No. So after that, and still to this day, I like <laughs> you investigate for for a string just in case, and then I put one in because I am so scared. Oh my god, having that happen again. That's fucking hilarious. And I was like, what, thirteen or fourteen? Like it wasn't that. Like I hadn't had my period for like a long yeah. time. It was yeah. like young. Yeah, so I was that's like, oh my super gosh. young. I remember hearing that story when I was really young too. Maybe that scarred me a little bit. Maybe, probably. I Honestly, don't doubt probably. it. Yeah, I think a good thing to mention too is I am blood makes me pass out. Obviously yes. not my own blood, like my period. I'm fine with it, I've gotten comfortable with, but I'm very queasy um, and my dad is too. And so like I passed out in grade five health class when I, I was like- <laughs> I remember that, sorry. I remember that so vividly. And I was about to say- bring that up yeah I hit the deck basically what happened was and I haven't passed out since but I have caught myself so many times that's such wow we're really segueing so so well in this episode yeah I love it yeah so I was in grade five health class and I was like oh my god I'm so excited I'm gonna learn about my body I'm gonna learn what's gonna happen this is fucking awesome I remember this conversation (laughs) I am paying such like my attention I am glued to the tv and the teachers and everything we're learning so the teachers and it's all the girls girls and guys are separated so it's all the girls or whatever and we're watching this this film about what happens to our bodies and what's going to happen as women and so we're talking about our menstrual cycle and I'm like oh my god my period crazy and it shows like a uterus and then and this is animated obviously it shows Mm -hmm. a uterus and it shows blood shedding the lining of your fucking vagina or whatever yeah Well, I was paying so close attention. Suddenly, I start to get lightheaded, and then I start to see black spots, and then my ears start ringing, and the next thing you know, or the next thing I know, is I am in the arms of my teacher going, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, did I fall asleep? And then my entire body was tingling. Like, I fucking, I hate passing out. I haven't passed out since this time because I don't want to feel like this again. I know people who pass out and they're like, no, it's like a reset. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm good to go. And I'm like, that's fucked up. I wish. Yeah, no, I feel horrible. And so everyone was staring at me. One of my friends thought I died. And it was literally because I saw this saw the blood and it made me super uncomfortable and since then like one time one of my friends um and I went out for lunch and she was telling me about an IUD experience she had and how she was bleeding for two months straight and she talked about the insertion the I literally almost passed out I went up to go walk to the bathroom never fucking go to the bathroom if you're about to pass out my mom got so mad at me for this very valid I could have hit my head something bad could have happened on my walk to the bathroom, I stumbled and the waitress caught me and she started talking to me and I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. And I was like, keep talking, keep talking. And she kept talking. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. This has happened before, but just like talk to me. And she was like, you need to sit. And I sat right on the floor in the middle of the restaurant and do what you got to do, do what you got to do. But yeah. So I think that ties into the blood, dealing with the blood of my own period and then having a fear of my vagina. And just like vaginas are weird. You don't know yes. how they work. They're really strange and they're smelly and like where's the whole weird things? Yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things to do with that that you don't learn enough about, I think. Yeah. You learn about your menstrual cycle, which is great, which is super good for a girl. But like there's so many other things to do with a vagina that we don't learn about. Yeah. And like, I didn't like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I didn't go ahead. learn about the clit until I was in grade nine. 
Honestly, and I was like, because I went to ESA and ESA are like so open in their sexual ed classes. And I was like, excuse you. But that also leads me into a question mm-hmm. where it was, what age did you start getting sexual tendencies? Oh, good because question. That's a huge part about of puberty where all of a sudden you just get this sex drive out of nowhere. Oh my God. I feel the, I feel like that didn't happen for me. I feel like, really? I feel like I literally don't even remember when I started like masturbating. Like I was like so young. Like I, I think I have had like a sex drive into some degree. Oh my God. Since like elementary school for sure. Like I don't even remember when it happened. Like I think I remember, like I started getting more involved with boys in middle school and like Mm -hmm. I always had crushes on guys in elementary school, but like nothing ever happened. But in, um, in middle school, it definitely heightened, but I don't notice a big shift, which is, I don't know if that's common or not, but I'm curious. What about you? So I don't like it's kind of the same as you. I don't remember when the sexual tendencies started per se, but I remember being so terrified of touching anywhere down there. Oh, yeah. So I didn't masturbate at all during my like puberty. Like I was so terrified of my fingers going down there yeah I was like it was just a weird thing for me like I was able to put a tampon in but yeah. when it came to like touching myself yeah. I didn't know how to do it I didn't want to research how to do it because I was like guys talk about porn and all this stuff and I'm like yeah. I don't want to see and that. it was so taboo for like girls to masturbate but it was like I remember in middle school guys being like so do you do it and I was like no but also there's a big difference between I wasn't super comfortable with my own self in that way either it was exactly. more like it was never – it was, like, I was always wearing PJs or underwear, and it was never insertion ever because, like, obviously I'm terrified of my own hole. Like, it was yeah. – I didn't know at the time, but it was, like, you know, clit pleasuring or whatever. But yeah. it is interesting. I think I've talked to other people, too, in Felicia's episode on here. She yeah. said she never masturbated until after she had sex for the first time. Yeah, and that's – another thing is I didn't do any of that until this year. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like completely brand new to me. Oh my god, I feel so awkward if my mom watches this, but I know. I Sorry, moms. I feel like it's important. Like I'm like, yeah, obviously this is really like vulnerable and out there to share, but I also was like, I didn't know any of this stuff when I was growing up. Yeah. If there was a podcast I could have listened to to be like, look how different you and I are. Look how different our experiences were. We're all so different, so whatever you're feeling is normal because there's no one set way to start masturbating or put a tampon in or any of that. So everyone has their different. Our moms have had these experiences. No, exactly. They just don't talk about them. Yeah. Well, because who wants to talk about that with their mom? Well, yeah. Their experience. No, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay. I'll pass. (laughs) But if this is going to help other people, then yeah, it took me until I was what, 21? Give or take. Like 2021 to be able to actually, and I still don't use my fingers. Mm. like at all my hands don't do any of the work because I am way too like I'm still awkward and I'm I don't know it just turns me off yeah yeah <laughs> no point. for sure yeah so, and I feel like everybody has such different things they enjoy and different ways they do things that there's never a right or a wrong way it's whatever works for you I feel like, yeah I feel like also because we know our moms will listen to this we can we can segue now if, if yeah. anyone also though if anyone is ever curious to talk about this first of all um never hesitate to reach out I'm very open to answer absolutely anything me too Heather as well and another um really great resource if you haven't listened to the self- sex and self episode I did with Felicia is her nonprofit organization sex and self and her yeah podcast ladies let's talk about sex they get into the goriness they have sex toys that are you can get them for free if in a giveaway so many resources find them don't feel weird about it it's really cool it's really good to listen to if you're like bored in bed and you don't want to like read or like watch a video (laughs) pop it into your ears and like just listen because half the time you're just having a good time it feels like you're sitting around with like some girls and just having a good chat like it's yeah. like you know it's just so comfortable so like super super fun. we gotta explore our bodies we can learn yes. there's so much to learn that we don't learn in school yeah All right. so 
another thing. So, like, what were your thoughts on body image at that age? Like, when you started, like, the whole puberty thing, when you looked in the mirror and all that kind of stuff, like, the insecurities, the all that kind of stuff that starts to happen with, um, you know, your body changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's a good question. I feel like in a lot of ways, I was very fortunate. I didn't have a lot of issues in terms of, like, how I perceived my own body. Like, I was pretty comfortable in like the physicality aspect of it I was like sick I have boobs this is fucking awesome and like ooh, I have a bum like love it and that part never really like did anything for me but I I'm curious your thoughts and then I also want to talk about hair because that is like a topic we know we can dive into but in terms of more like physicality body insecurities what was your experience like I absolutely hated my body and anybody who knew me back then knew how tiny I was like unhealthily tiny Mm -hmm. that's because I struggled a lot with my eating habits and I struggled a lot with mental health which also attacked me when I went through puberty so there was just a lot of things that just didn't help with how I looked at my body and then the whole boob thing I was when I was younger, I looked so forward to having boobs and like being able to fit into a a cup and all this stuff. And I was not that. And it didn't help with, you know, my mental um, on it. So it was just, I, I had probably the worst experience with body image and it sucked because I wanted to be it's really, it really sucks because I had Instagram and I saw all my friends going through puberty and getting all these things and not having that much hair, but like whatever. And then I had all of it, you know, I didn't get the boobs. I got the mental health. I got the thick, dark brown body hair. I had mm-hmm. all these things that no one else seemed to have. And it felt like I was so alone in that time. So then I turned to, you know, ways I thought were going to help. And I learned actually about bulimia in school, which was not good because I ended up thinking that's what I want to do. That's what I need for myself. That's what I need to start doing for, to make myself feel better. I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't like anything enough for myself thinking that I wasn't enough for anybody else either. So, Oh my God. Yeah, so I went through a lot of that when I was going through puberty. Um, Thankfully, I'm far out of it now. Um, Mm. But anybody can vouch that I was so thin. Like, Mm. my bones popped through my skin, and it was bad. Like, you saw it. Yeah, and it's crazy to, like, see the difference and more just be like, oh, I, I, like, even, you know, the past, I don't even know how many years, but like since, you know, we've gotten older now seeing you every time I see you, I'm like, oh my God, you look so healthy. That's just more my thought. It's just like, oh my, like, I don't think I, I was really young at the time. And I think that was a dynamic in our friendship. That was, I'm sure challenging for you is I was younger. So I didn't have that maturity and I didn't have the understanding of what you were going through at the time. But now seeing you, I'm like, oh my God, you look so good. You look so healthy. You look happy. And I think it's really important to bring this up and I really appreciate you sharing this too because it's really a vulnerable topic and something that began in puberty and is probably the worst of it in puberty and when you're so isolated too. Yeah, I think that's the worst part about puberty in my opinion is the body image because when you're going through that time and you have social media and all these people are like looking a certain way and your friends are starting to look a certain way and you don't get that, you start to feel secluded. And it just feels so lonely. And you don't know where to turn. And it sucks. And it's like, where do you go? And you don't want to go to your parents because, you know, they don't understand at that age, right? So it just it's, it's really hard. And I think it's super important for people to understand that just because you don't look like everybody else does not make you any less of who you are. It's so important to understand that you can be super thin, but healthy. You can be like, you can look overweight, but be super healthy. Like your body doesn't, isn't going to look 
like a supermodel does in a magazine, because I'm going to tell you, it's just Photoshop and a whole lot of filters. So you're and never, that's not what it's like to, that's not what it looks like to be happy. No, you're not to be happy is to find within yourself, the confidence to look at yourself in the mirror. It's not what you look like on the outside. Yeah. hundred so percent. It's super important to know that at that age, because yeah. I didn't and look at where it led me and I, I got over it, but some people don't. And that's, that's a huge struggle. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think uh, it's just so good to bring up because there's so there's so many weird changes that go on within your body, but it's me- it's like there's so much effects on your mental health more than anything. And we were one of the first generations to go through puberty and grow up with Instagram. Yeah, and be constantly exposed to what everybody else looks like and feel like you need to be the same. Um, and I even remember, I distinctly remember this being like pretty young and you saying like people at school, like, you know, like you had more hair, like on your legs and stuff. And people like said like, oh, it's like a gorilla or some fucking horrible shit like that. I wrote that down in here. It's my first story one. It's the first one. Having dark body hair and being called gorilla when wearing skirts, dresses, shorts, short sleeve shirts. Because I have, I'm European. I am almost fully French. I have dark brown hair, like super dark. And it's all over my body, like arms, armpits, legs, everything. And when I went through puberty, it was really long. It was really thick. And the, it was mostly the guys. Anytime I wore a skirt to school, I didn't think twice of it. At that time, it was like, this is what I've always looked like, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then the name calling started and I was like, is this so not fucked. normal? Yeah. yeah. And I just, I started questioning like everything about it. And I was like, because I was younger, it was before I even got my period that I started getting the hair. And I think I was like, maybe I was nine or 10 when mm-hmm. I went to my mom and I, I said, like, I'm getting bullied at school for having hair. And she sat me in the bathtub and she showed me how to shave. And I've been shaving for since I was 9, 10. That's years old. crazy. Because I was so tired of being called a gorilla for having hair that's so normal to grow. Yeah. When you're going yeah. through this time. So I remember in like grade six or grade seven, we were taught about puberty and stuff. And they taught us. And I didn't realize um, where this belief came from until like Nadine and I talked and we went to middle school together. But our teachers were like, no, only shave to your knee. And they told us that. And we were like, oh, like you only, you know what? You never shave your thighs. And so me and a bunch of girls from my middle school had this belief that we didn't know we had because these teachers told us that. And we were like, oh, Okay, which is so weird. And that even made me think like my brother is like just under two years older than I am. So that's a really big difference, you know, when we're going through puberty and stuff. And I got armpit hair before him. Yeah. He didn't get armpit hair till grade 11. And I was getting it in like grade six or grade seven. Yeah. Well, girls just all of a sudden you have all this hair out of nowhere. And it's not just like thin, you know, like, no, it's like thick hair. Yeah, like regardless of if it's like dark or not, it's there, and it's like you don't really know what to do or how to navigate it. And what's really fucking shitty, and what made me think of this is like when people called you a gorilla, is like I had this huge crush on this guy that we went to like the studio with, and he is two years older. Fucking prod, holy fuck, no wonder I am the way I am. Do you know how many people I was surrounded by who were born in 1999 and I'm in 2001 when I was. 10 years old oh my god because I people are like how are you so mature like you don't seem like you're 19 and I'm like no shit it's because at the most influential ages of my life I was always with people older than me yep and yeah he was really shitty and he made comments about pubic hair and expectations of what that should be like and how you shouldn't have any or how it should always be shaved or shaved a specific way so that has been a source of insecurity for me for years and it took so long for me to figure out one what worked for me because ingrown hairs are a bitch and I don't fucking care to get them screw that like what hurts itchy hurts like the 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 like the growth stage it's just so bad and like 
I don't know. I would like to think that these stupid boys at this time, like obviously they didn't know better and they didn't know what they were saying and how it was going to affect us at the time. So like you can't really like, you know, hold anything against them. However, it did sit with me for so long, this insecurity that took until like university to feel okay with. Yeah. This is, this is what I, this is how I groom myself. And if you don't like it, fuck you. <laughs> you shouldn't even be close enough to my zone to even have an opinion about that then. Yep. I was about to say, if any guys are watching this also, they like are at that time, they're going through puberty as well. Maybe not as to the extent as we are, but they're starting to watch porn. And porn mm-hmm. has this ideal way of a woman to look. Big boobs, big ass, no hair. Like, that's all you see all across porn, right? So they're going through that thinking, this is what I need to look for. This is what a woman looks like when their clothes are off. And that's not the case. Women have just as much body hair, if not more, than a man. At that time, for sure. Exactly. So it's like they don't understand that. And they perceive it as, well, if I'm going to be with this girl, I'm 14 years old. I'm ready to lose my virginity. This girl has to look like the girls in porn because that's what girls look like, right? Yeah. So that's that's the, like, it's hard to blame a guy for saying those things, even though it can stick with us forever. You can't blame them because this is all they see. This is what they're exposed to. Yeah. So it's hard. That's such a good point. And, like, oh, it's so interesting, too, because have you ever read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? I have not, no. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the book to borrow. You have to read it. I think I mention it in, like, nearly every podcast, but she <laughs> she's a mother of three, and she um, really gives a lot of advice to her readers, and she writes memoirs, and she says, like, a mother is like, I'm terrified. I think my son or my daughter, whoever might have found porn, what do I do? They're always in their room, blah, blah, blah. And she goes – you can leave them in the dark alone in their room where they're going to have a terrible perception of what love and intimacy and sex means, or you can awkwardly stumble through the conversation with your kid and tell them that that is one way people experience it. But like, I don't know, she gave a really good description of how to describe it to your kids, but know that like, it's about respect and it's about so much more than that and porn gives you such an unrealistic expectation for that shit and i think that still plays into hookups nowadays which i 100%. forget about you know 100 percent. crazy guys are implanted because i don't feel like a lot of girls go into puberty and masturbation with porn no yeah i kinda, couldn't even tell you how many times like because yeah. it's so low how many times i've probably watched it especially at that age yeah, I remember being in a relationship and him and I watched porn because I was curious. I've never really watched it before. Like I've seen clips of it and it never really appealed to me. But he was like, you know what? Like it wasn't even for like sexual anything. It was just so that I could see what they see. Right? Yeah. Wow. I was sitting there and I was like, how do you watch this? Yeah. Because no woman actually looks like that. Like, her boobs are fake. You can tell because yeah. <laughs> a girl's boobs don't move like that. Um, no girl's hair, like, looks, like, no. That girl is going to, like, professional people all over the place and getting all this work done to be able to do these things. I yeah. don't look like, the, like that, and I will never look like that. And if I had the money, I still probably wouldn't look like that. Yeah, like, 100%. So I think, like, you know, these guys, even as you get older, they still are implanted with this how they should look, like how a person should look, even for themselves, because they th- see these guys who are chiseled and they have penises and all this yeah. stuff. Um, so I, they just get implanted with how these everyone should look, and it's so unfair to a girl. But at the same time, we have to understand that this is what they know. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like- crazy too. It's like, that made me think about like, cause it, it's definitely affected guys so much. And like, it's funny. My first experience watching it was with some of my girlfriends, like in grade seven in my basement of my house. And one of our friends showed us it. <laughs> Both friends have been on the podcast actually nice. that we watched it with. And I remember being like horrified and being like, what is going on? And then 
the okay so then I didn't realize how much this kind of like tainted or not tainted but just like stuck with us until I was in grade nine and I was still close with the friend that I watched it with and I'd seen a penis for the first time and I told her that I'd seen one for the first time and she goes like what color was it and I was like what like it was the guy was white I said it was white and she was like oh and it's because the video we watched from porn the guy's penis was slightly a different color than the rest of his body And that one thing stuck with her for like three years and it came up in conversation like that shit sticks with you and you don't you won't even realize it. So imagine if you're a a boy or a girl or anything and you're watching at such a young age that's going to stick with you whether you think it is or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why guys think that girls are more attractive when they don't have any hair on them. And it's like why (laughs) yeah why like is it because all these other girls who are absolutely gorgeous have no hair on them so now every girl needs to have no hair on them like it just it's it's super weird but it's just yeah crazy ways I'm so glad we got into this topic because yeah that's something I didn't even think about and how much that affects you at puberty and then your sexual relationships in high school for sure or in university or wherever whenever you begin that journey And it kind of just dives into like how guys go through puberty as well. Cause like if any guys watch your podcast and they don't, they can't relate a little bit, this is a small portion that they can relate. (laughs) Just, just a little something. (laughs) I'm so curious. Yeah. To hear a guy's perspective of them going through puberty too. That would be an interesting episode to do. Because like you can have girls in puberty because I feel like most of your audience is probably girls. Yeah. We'll get a few. Yeah, well, who knows? Oh my god, no, I got on Bumble and literally all these fuckers are listening to my podcast. It's awesome. Okay, well, there you go. See, it's crazy. And it is opening their eyes. And I'm like, this is amazing. I think I'm just using it for for self-promo. I mean, there are worse things. There are worse things. Like, (laughs) exactly. So did you experiment at all? Like in terms of what? In terms of like your sexuality and stuff. Oh, for sure. Like, oh my God. Great question, Heather. <laughs> Thank you. Great question. Yeah. I kissed a lot of my friends actually. Yeah. We kissed. Did we? Yeah. And you're room. I, I don't even remember that. It was nothing like, oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Let, let me give a little bit of a context. It was never, it was nothing sexual, like never in that yeah, way. Yeah. It was yeah. never perceived in that way from both parties. Um, but we were sitting in your room and I was having a sleepover, I think, and we were talking or whatever and we kissed, but it was like a peck kiss. Oh, cause I have also, yeah, I have two kind of different experiences with that. I've definitely like kissed some of my girlfriends. I was like, oh my God, I love you peck. Yeah. Um, I think really- it was like that. Like, yeah. I don't remember the exact context it happened, but I remember it happening and I was like, yeah that happen <laughs> but, oh my god that's so funny because I have no recollection of that at all yeah. but yeah so that's such a good question though because I I have had random thoughts come up whatever over the years I guess or moments where I'm like oh I kissed that friend or like oh like even one of my very first childhood friends um that I lost touch with like after grade five we that was the first person I ever experimented at all with in that way and we were super young um but that's why I also don't really remember when I started to kind of get a sex drive or anything because her and I definitely like kissed yeah and I think that's a it's an interesting thing to even think about it was that questioning our sexuality was that just seeing what our body was like and what those feelings were and I think it's really important to normalize doing that yeah Part of me is like, oh my god, this is terrifying. Like people are gonna hear about this, but it's also yeah. like, but why is that weird? Because if you're so comfortable knowing your sexuality, like I know I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Am I attracted to girls? Yeah, girls are gorgeous. They have beautiful bodies. They have beautiful like everything. Like I can like scroll through Instagram and go, oh my god, mm-hmm. go you. You're hot, man. Like <laughs> own it. But I would never do anything sexual or date. A woman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know I'm straight. I'm only attracted in a sexual manner to a man. Mm-hmm. But like growing up, like I was always curious. I was like, am I like bi? Am I maybe a lesbian? Like, is there things that I'm not telling myself I'm not sure about? So, like, yeah, I've kissed girls over the years, but it never 
Like I never got that feeling that I get from kissing a guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so you did experiment and just kind of saw and questioned. And I think, I think everybody, or it's very common to question your sexuality and always, especially as you're learning about all the sexualities, you might be like, okay, hmm, where do I stand or fall? Especially in nowadays with all the yeah. new sexualities. I feel like when we were younger, like there was more than just what we knew about, but what we knew about was being straight, being gay or being bi. Yeah. And now like not even new sexualities, but more like just, we know more about them. Yeah. We're being taught more. We're being educated and a lot, you know, slowly getting better and better. And yeah, knowing there's options too and knowing you don't have to put yourself in a box or a category. And like, if, if, even if you do want to put yourself somewhere, you can find that somewhere and you you can always change it. Yeah. It, constantly changed I love Heather you brought your a game you really (laughs) did you brought these really good questions and like oh my gosh it even makes me really think like yeah it's totally normal to question that and like for me I've always been so into guys like a fucking zest like you could freaking back that to the tens I remember my brother and I had a conversation and we didn't bond very often when we were in elementary school and I think he was in grade five and I was in grade three which is the last time we ever went to the same school until university and he was like so who do you have a crush on I swear I named like six boys because I was like, they're all cute. I like them all in different ways. But yeah, I think I have, I've definitely questioned who I'm attracted to. But in the end, guys have always been at the forefront of that. Yeah. But I'm also just like very open to the possibility of other things. But I think it's really cool to discuss that and normalize experimenting with that. Yeah, I feel like when a, like I feel like it's so different from a guy and a girl because a girl could say, yeah, I'm bi. And guys would go, oh, yeah, amazing. Like, threesomes. Let's go. You know what I mean? But then a guy, he'll keep that so internalized. Like, he might want to so badly to experiment with someone. Yeah. But they've always been straight. And now they don't feel comfortable. Like, they know they're straight. They know they enjoy being with women. There's no, like, I am fully gay. But they still have that curiosity with a man. And it's so sad to see that they are not able to come out and say that. I feel like it is, it's, we're really fortunate to be able to sit here and say, yeah, I kissed some of my friends that were girls and it wasn't a big deal. And you and I kissed and it was what it was. And we never even, you know, thought about it or talked about it much since. And, but think about a guy like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen giant little ones? Anyone listening? I think it's called giant little ones. I don't know if it's called big little ones or giant little ones. I watched it on Crave um, when I was babysitting one time. I don't have Crave TV, but you can watch it. Um, like online or whatever I just want to search it up to know because it is a great movie and I actually watched it with one of my roommates um back in Vancouver and he had and he really related to the experience because of a friend he had yeah it's called Giant Little Ones and it's about an experience that two best friends have on one of their 17th birthdays and it's it's a good watch and it's very along the lines of what we're talking about and it really sucks that guys aren't given the same like normal like it's just not seen as okay for guys to experiment with that when it's it's such a human thing it's so normal yeah like it's so normal for a guy to want to be with a guy like yeah and if you are you know experimenting or identifying as bi bi doesn't mean you're gay like people always say like oh you're in the in-between stage like no and my one of my friends I didn't want to like call out his name because I don't want to maybe he doesn't want that shared but he um now identifies as queer I'm pretty sure but predominantly has you know is attracted to other men and has identified as gay um before like in high school and stuff um and this is really interesting and I think guys could probably relate to this in terms of like when you have a friend that you love so much sometimes it's hard to navigate what sort of love it is and it might be sexual it might not be it might be romantic it might not be and this friend of mine him and I were such good friends in middle school he has said to me now we're still really good friends that he loved me as a friend and a person so he was like who am I attracted to because we had such a strong friendship bond that he you know was like no that I have a crush on her which is like, it makes me so, like, it warms my heart. Like, I love yeah. her so much, and, you know? And so, like, experiencing guys would, and, and, and I experienced that with you and with so many girlfriends that, like, we had yeah. such a strong love and connection and care for each other that it's, sometimes you want to explore what that means. I was actually, like, going to bring this up. 
it's like when we were younger, like not like super young, you were like 14, I think. And I was 16. It was like near the end of star potential kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I just remember sitting in my room and I was thinking about you and I was like, I care about her a lot. Aww. And, but like, it was like, not just like a initial, like I care about her. It was yeah. like a, do I like care about her? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was such a question in my head. I was like, I've known her for so long. She knows everything about me. I know everything about her. And I was confused and I was like, and I never wanted to bring it up with you because I was like, I don't know where she's going to stand. Is she going to get mad at me? Is she going to be really weird with me? Like, what do I do? So I just kind of internalized it. And then I was like, no, I, she's like my little sister. Like, that's really weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing would ever happen there. Like, no. So I was like, but I actually had that like thought of like, do like, is this yeah. further than I think it is? Or like, is this? Yeah. So it was like, it was. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, because it's, it's not bad. It's not negative. It's not weird. It's not wrong in any way to question that in your relationships. And I distinctly remember two friends I had in middle school who one of them said to me, she was like, you can't tell so-and-so this, but I think I might like, like her. And there, there becomes a line when you be, when you have such a strong bond with someone, it, it does become blurry or confusing, but it's so, I want it. I really hope people can take away from this. That is okay to open up. And it is, I feel like encouraged to open up that line of thought to explore where that is going, because we all have different relationships with people and it's not wrong to, to be like, Ooh, what is this? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's okay to feel like off a little bit. And I think there are so many forms to being partners in life and what that means. Like we were partners in life in that period of time. When puberty, like you were like, we were each other's support system in so many ways. Yes. Like we were like two peas in a pod. Like if you get, if you have one, you have the other. Like, sorry. (laughs) Like that's how it's going to work. And that's those kind of bonds that stay throughout your whole life to no matter how much time has gone by when we see each other we're like oh my god nothing has changed except everything has changed so let me just fill you in on everything that has changed (laughs) yes yes 100% like we went so long without seeing each other like I think it was like what I graduate no before I even graduated yeah I think for me I think it was like far to like me graduating yeah, it was like when I was in grade ten and you were in like grade twelve. I would have, yeah, um, yeah. It was like a couple years there that we didn't see each other at all. I don't think. No, and we very rarely talked. I think it was like a happy Birthdays. birthday type thing, and yeah. that was it. And then we just kind of left each other to do our thing, and then we came back together and we started talking again, and we filled each other in on. A oh my god, and we made revelations. Like I can't believe we didn't think about doing a podcast episode on puberty till now because like. Pfft, in the pandemic, like probably six months ago, we sat together and we had these ginormous revelations about two guys that we had experiences with in our puberty years at the studio. Yeah, it's crazy. I really hope they like hear these at well, some point. I think they both follow me on Instagram. So that's awesome because I really hope at one point one of them like really like listens to like if they do don't already. Yeah. I, I mean, really hope. reach out if you do. When people reach out and tell me they listen, I'm always very surprised in the best way ever. And it makes me really happy. And if people take anything away from it, um, it better. makes it makes my life so worth it. Or <laughs> my life, but just makes like, like just all the effort I put into it and, just yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's and they could take rewarding. a lot away from this. Yeah. It's super rewarding. Like yeah. knowing different things about what to go through and what to think about. And if you have kids or in the kids in the making, what to expect in the future. Yeah. Oh my um, God. My mom, um, this like family friend of like one of my mom's cousins um, listens to every episode and I've never awesome. communicated directly with her. I think she's commented on a few of my posts, but she said to my mom um, or she overheard this lady talking to another woman about my podcast and said like, she is a son that I think is in his early twenties. And she says, it just gives me such an insight on what he's going through or any experiences that are like his age group. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, people can take that away from this like it's amazing yeah great place to learn 
And if you hear something on here that you want to know more about, just reach go out it. or reach out or research reach it, out, reach out, research, research. It, whatever you feel more comfortable with the whole Do thing. Both if you really want to bring research to the conversation, if you want to Heather, exactly. <laughs> There's so many different ways you can communicate this. If there's anything, like anything. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Thank you so much for one, bringing the research, bringing like all the topics, bringing the experience and bringing the energy. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Where can people follow you as well or find you online? Um, My Instagram is Heather J. Casknut. You can probably get the spelling off of Jessica's Instagram. Off the show notes. Or off the show notes. Or the Instagram. anywhere you want. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's pretty much it. If you want my email, if you get my Instagram, I'll give you my email as well. But that comes after you follow me. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Awesome. Um, I post, oh my gosh, this is going to be out in 2021. I was about to say I post every Tuesday and Friday, but I think I'm going to be only posting on Tuesdays in 2021. Yay. Um, so that's exciting. And follow me on Instagram at Jessica J. McDonald and the human to human pod Instagram is what it's called. And I also post these on YouTube now, hopefully. I'm Yay. saying that is a future future assumption of Jessica getting her shit together. Here's um, resolutions. Let's yeah. Go. Awesome. Thank you, Heather. This was so fun. Yes, I loved it. Thank Sweet. you so much. Thank you for um, getting through puberty with me. Oh, anytime. Couldn't do I literally couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> Same with you. <laughs>